Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. Good morning, Fountain of Life. How is everyone this morning? Ready for service? Amen. Today we need to uh, continue to pray uh, for Brother Kennedy. Uh, Hopefully he gets to come home today, but Doug uh, said that the procedure went well. Doctors were pleased, but in the process of doing that, they had to go through his lung and freeze that spot on his liver, which was successful, but in the process, his lung collapsed, and he's had to stay, and hopefully he gets to come home today cancer-free. Continue to remember um, Big Jack, uh, continue to remember Charlie as they're uh, fighting and tired, and I just, uh, I seen Charlie out in town the other day, uh, They were coming out of Family Dollar, and he looked wore out. But let's continue to pray for them that God would give them strength uh, to fight through uh, all this cancer and heart and everything else. But uh, I still believe God heals. Amen. Um, This week is another busy week. Uh, Tonight we have service at 630. I'll be preaching. We're going to continue our series 
on the Holy Ghost. We've kind of uh, not got off. Of, we've not gotten away from that in the past few weeks. And then Pastor Chris sends me his title of his sermon, and I thought, oh boy. Uh, so I'm excited to hear what happens today. But uh, we've got church tonight, and then tomorrow morning is Monday morning meals. Uh, we are going to be feeding uh, the community tomorrow. Uh, if you can come and help, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, we have a hot dog chili ready to roll, and then, uh, but we do. Belinda, do we still need coleslaw? We good on coleslaw? All right, I think we're good. But uh, We are going to do hot dogs and send those out tomorrow. And then Tuesday, we have our Tuesday prayer. Uh, you've got a group that will be here that morning, and then the church will be open all day up until 8 o'clock, and there's another group that will be here at 6 o'clock to pray. Tomorrow night, 6.30 or 6.15, uh, celebrate recovery. They had 50 here this past week. Uh, just birthed a few, uh, just a few weeks ago and already up to 50. Uh, but tomorrow night at 5.30, they'll start back in the fellowship hall with uh, food and fellowship, and then they'll work their way in here uh, 6.15 for service. Uh, our praise team is going to be leading uh, worship tomorrow. Uh, and then Barry, he's going to be short-winded, not long-winded. He's going he, Trina's not going to have to give him warning of time or anything. But uh, I'm proud of you, man. I really am. I, I know uh, Barry's one of those guys that likes to be out there in the in the in the mud and the 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 wet and the rain and the weather and and ministering that way. But what I've watched him in this sanctuary, uh, CR's right up your alley, man. I think God's called the right person for that, and I'm thankful for you and thankful for your obedience. And you got uh, several people there beside of you that was, uh, would agree with that probably. So, so thank you, Barry. Yay. Wednesday night we have service. And then uh, again Wednesday night we're going to be still in our series on the Holy Spirit. We'll, we might be there until Jesus comes. And So uh, is this not beautiful? Just kids everywhere. I love it. This morning, I was sitting in my office, and uh, I seen Ray Ray's head jump, like, I just seen the top of her head in my uh, glass there. She made sure I was in my office, and then she busted through my door to give me my hug. So, uh, I, I like my bowling kids' hugs on Sunday morning, so, but the boys came in right behind her. But today, um, we have with us from Pikeville, uh, well, not Pikeville, West Virginia, Pikeville, Kentucky, uh, Chris Fields. He uh, pastors the Oasis Church of God there. If you are on your way to Tennessee, um, when you make the left right there, coming off of uh, 119 onto 23, about a mile or two up the road, you'll look over on the right and you'll see a building that says Oasis Church of God. He's right there. Uh, started that church, planted it a few years ago, and God is doing some great things there uh, with him and his wife. She couldn't be here today. She's leading worship for him there. But uh, I don't real me and Chris really do not know each other. Uh, he, um, I, this year when I was planning out my schedule, I was going through names, and his name actually just kind of came across my mind. And I asked Helene, I said, "Have you heard him preach?" And she said, "I don't think so. I heard him talk, but I don't think I've heard him preach." And then 
uh, I knew Angie had been there, so I sent Mike Bostick a message, and me and Mike are really good friends, and I said, do you recommend Chris Fields? And he said, highly. So with that recommendation, I messaged Chris and got his number, and come to find out, we did meet each other several years ago. We just didn't know it, so, uh, but it is good to have Pastor Chris Fields with us this morning. He's going to come in just a few moments and share the word and, and excited uh, about what God's doing in his life and the ministry there in Pikeville, Kentucky. Uh, we won't hold that against him. You know, the McCoys. <laughs> We're on the Hatfield side, right? Uh, <laughs> All right. If our ushers would come. You look older for some reason. Is it your birthday? Oh. <laughs> you want me to sing happy birthday to you and embarrass you? you sure? Say no, just say no. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Happy birthday to you. Amen. Before these ushers, uh, ush and the praise team leads us in worship, I do want to remind everyone that this Wednesday, uh, David is going to start this Wednesday, uh, Next Steps. It is uh, the first week that we're going to be doing this, but Next Steps is for those of you that are either new to our congregation or those, some of you may have been here a while, but you wanting, you're wanting to get involved and you're trying to find ways to get involved in the church and see what the church is about. If that is you, we would really, really love for you to attend Wednesday night for uh, 6.30. Just go straight back in the fellowship hall. Don't come in here, but go back there, and David's going to share next steps with you. We want to get you plugged into ministry. Uh, David's going to share with you all the ministries that we have going and things that we need to get started and get those launched. So if that is, if you're interested in that, you're new to the church, or again, you just want to get plugged into the church, Next Steps is for you on Wednesday, 6.30. Amen? God, I thank you today. I thank you for Fountain of Life. I thank you for the people of this church. God, I thank you for those that are that are pouring into people and, and doing ministry. God, I thank you for, uh, God, for these kids. I'm thankful today that, that we have kids in our church. God, I'm thankful we have teenagers in our church. I'm thankful we have young adults in our church. God, I thank you that we have senior adults in our church. God, we are a church for all people. And God, I just thank you for that today. And I thank you for Pastor Chris Fields and the gifts and the callings that you placed on his life. And God, as he brings the word today, God, I ask you to hide him behind the cross. God, anoint him to speak your words. But God, more importantly, open our hearts and open our minds to receive from you today. God, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify you. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. God bless you as you give.
this morning. Glory, 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 
started in you and he will complete it. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. One of the lines in that verse, it says, there's no fear or fight that take you by surprise. And I'm not going to go into detail. We had church the other night when we were practicing this. But for some reason, as a pastor's wife, this blew my mind. I was going through some things and I was having a hard time. And somebody said, there is nothing that you've done that God didn't already know you were going to do. And that just blew my mind for some reason. Because he called you before you did all those things. He already knew what you were going to do. And he did not take it back. He called you in spite. He knew exactly what you were going to do. And he still called you. You are called. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has a plan and a purpose for you. Hallelujah. You can't mess it up. You cannot mess it up. We just have to surrender to what he has. And, and I felt like, and this, I'm going to go ahead and say it. <laughs> I, I have confidence in him, but I always lack confidence in myself. And so I would always feel like, well, maybe I've messed it up. Maybe I haven't been good enough. Maybe I've, I've messed it up. And that really kind of sounds like humility, right? That's not humility, that's pride. That's false humility. So that's pride because that's saying I'm big enough to mess up the plan of God. The person, the, the per not person, but the, <laughs> the God that created this universe that put all these small, tiny details into, into action to cause this earth to, to form and to work properly. I'm big enough to mess that up. <laughs> that's pride, that's pride. Hallelujah, we just need to get over ourselves this morning. And we need to know, yes, we are human. Yes, we do mess up. But there's an altar of repentance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has a work. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. He is not finished with you and you did not mess it up. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, go ahead and praise him. Praise him like you mean it this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead and raise that hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah.
So I'm gonna sing in the middle of the storm. Louder and louder, you're gonna hear my praises roar. Up from the ashes, hope will arise. Death is defeated, the king is alive.
praises roar up from the ashes hope will arise death is defeated the king is alive hallelujah thank you jesus Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody raise a hallelujah in this place. Thank you, Jesus. You've been good to us. You have been good to us, Lord. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hand. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will see of the goodness of God I love your voice you have led me through the fire in darkest night are close like no other I've known you as a father and I've known you as a friend and I have lived in the goodness of God and all my life you have been faithful All my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God And all my life you have been faithful running after 
running after me. Your goodness is running after me. It's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after. It's running after me. Come on, sing this out. So my life you have been faithful. Has he been faithful? Hallelujah. And all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. Come on, sing it out one more time. All my life you have been faithful And all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God the goodness of the goodness of God. I don't know about you, but he's been faithful to me. Yes. The moment we think we deserve it, amen, we, we, it's the moment we start losing our, the grace because trust me, grace is undeserved. I don't deserve a thing he's done for me. Can I just be real in the place? We have a, I have a saying at my church. I say all the time, where's my real people at? Take your halos off this morning. You don't deserve that grace and mercy that you got. He pulled me out of the miry clay. I was on my way to a devil's hell and deserved it. But grace found me. Amen. And I'm standing here today not because of a denomination or a man or or any, any religious organization, I'm standing because the blood showed up, amen, and got applied to my life, amen, amen, amen. Are you thankful for His grace and mercy? Can we give God a hand clap of praise? Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, I, if you're new here, I am not the pastor. <laughs> Therefore, if I mess everything up, you have another shot next week, Amen. But uh, so thankful to be here. And am I in Madison, West Virginia? Is that where I'm at? Close enough? It said Foster on my, on my GPS. There you go. Um, on behalf of Pikeville, Kentucky, we want to say we, we love you guys and extended family. How many of those guys got family? We got family everywhere. Amen. Amen. Um, my wife and I, I was an evangelist. My wife led worship and, for years. And, and I was the guy that... For when I first got called to ministry, it was first in youth ministry. Youth ministry is spelled W-O-R-K. Can I get an amen from the pastor? Amen. And, and, uh, and I said, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll, I'll do this, but I'm not going to preach, preach. Be careful what you say. And God calls, called me to preach, and I said, okay, I'll evangelize, but I'm not going to pastor. And God's got a sense of humor. And uh, he uh, called us to plant a church about four years ago. Four, yeah. We planted a church, 
started in my home. Then we went out to a community center and now we're in a storefront. Started renovating everything. Then this thing called COVID hit. I'm like, Lord, did I miss something here? But all my life, he's been faithful. We're still here today and we're running 50 to 70 on Sunday mornings and we're slow growth, but it's growth. People's being saved and we're uh, baptizing a couple people next week. And so, uh, by the way, if you're from Pikeville, it's Pikeville. Amen. It's Pikeville. If you say Pikeville, you ain't from around here. You know what I'm saying? So you're, you're from off from here or something. Amen. So, so I love you guys. And also, before I get into my message, I want to say, uh, uh, Pastor Mick and Selena, I want to to, to them, let's give honor what honors due. They're not your preachers, they're your pastors. And uh, there's a difference. And uh, let's let your leadership know that we love them. And, and be completely transparent. My first few months into pastoring, somebody asked me, he said, what's it like? I said, oh, you want, you, want, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. I want to go back to every pastor I've sit under since I was born and say, I'm sorry. I had no clue. I had no clue. And that being said, can I just say this? And he didn't pay me to say this, by the way. Um, you have no clue sometimes the burden and the weight of a pastor. It, it, it's, it's, it's not easy. And they have, a, they have a life of their own and the family and balancing everything is sometimes difficult. Sometimes one word from a member just saying, I'm for you, pastors, all I needed. I, 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 you know, I, sure, we don't do it for pats on the back, but sometimes you need a little affirmation and knowing. And so I just want to encourage you to love on your pastors. Amen. Amen. So one more time, let's let them know we love them. Amen. Uh, if you have your Bibles, your iPads, or your eyelids, amen. Turn with me to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. John chapter 5 says this. After this, there was a feast. After this, there was a feast. My oh, man. Pastor texted me and said, you like Mexican? And I said, is the Pope Catholic? Amen. Mm-mm. I did, ain't it the truth? Amen. After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to the Jerusalem. Now there in Jerusalem by the sheep gate, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time in the pool and stirred up the water. Look at your neighbor and say, stir it up. Come on. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. Now a certain man who was there in infirmity for 38 years, and you thought you had a bad day, 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, knew that he had already been there in that condition a long time, he said, do you want to be made well? Jesus, why would you ask him this? Of course he does. But the sick man answered and said to him, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water stirred up. When I'm coming, another one steps down before me. And Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed, and walked. And that was the Sabbath day. Lord, we thank you for the reading of your word this morning, God. I thank you for Fountain of Life Worship Center. And God, I pray you hide me behind the cross, God, and let everything I say be for your glory and none of mine. 
In Jesus' name, you can be seated. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, is it just me or have you lost five pounds since the last time I saw you? Come on. Amen. Amen. Afterwards, we'll repent. Amen. <laughs> well, praise God. I just uh, My wife couldn't be with me today. She's a worship leader. And so on behalf of my wife and my two kids, and so we love you guys. And uh, we've had Sister Angie. Uh, uh, Angie and we've had the women of uh, prayer, prayer, the prayer warrior women. You guys come over to our church, and we're going to get them back. Try to get them back this summer, and so uh, so love them, love them girls, and they've done a wonderful job. And uh, saw still seeing fruit of that. Amen. So, um, who has a pool at your house? Amen. Amen. All right, all right. Um, now, if you have an in, in, underground pool, you know, in-ground pool, amen, praise you, Jesus, we're coming to your house this summer, amen. For all my rednecks who grew up going to Walmart and buying one of those round pools, amen, that you had to put water in as the water come in, it filled up, and then, you know, the side's done that. Who, now, who, who grew up on those kind of pools, amen? Or now, you know, we've got also some people who grew up like me, that, hey, we didn't even have that, they sit at the riverbank, creek bed, that's where we filmed that. Now, where's my other people at, amen? All right, you go, but um, I remember as a kid, we had this game that we got into the, our, our round pool, our above-ground pool, and we would get into it, and one, one person would start and begin to go around circles. Who remembers this game? Then another one would go with you, and before you know it, everybody in your circle will be doing circles in this round pool. And, you, and before you know it, this pool water is so stirred that you couldn't even stand up. Who remembers the game Whirlpool when you was a kid? Come on. Amen. So this water so stirred, it gets so stirred up. Amen. Can I just preach this more? I feel like old school preaching. Is that all right? Amen. Listen, be, be, feel free to talk back to me. Say, preach it, Chris. Come on, short guy. Come on, whatever you want to do. Amen. So, so I, I, we, we get, begin to stir this water up, and, and it got so stirred that if you would pick your legs up, amen, you couldn't even stand up. Now, you guys have been doing a, a series on the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you, I still believe in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And my prayer is that our church and yours church get so stirred up that we can't even stand. Matter of fact, I would like it when the, when the guest shows up, amen, the Fountain of Life Church, when their feet hits the parking lot and they go, oh, something's stirring in here. I don't know what it is, but there's something different about here. Well, that's crazy, preacher. Come on. The Bible says when the, that it was so stirred up in the tabernacle that when the priest got in there, they couldn't even stand up. Amen. And I still believe there's a power that can come in and anointing that can come in to the house, amen, that's a stirring in the house that gets so stirred up, amen, that, 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 we, that we don't even know what to do but say, Lord, you do what you want, Lord, that have your will and have your way, amen. Let there be a stirring. And can I say, I still believe that all the revivals is not done. God is not done with these mountain folks. Amen. God is not done with us. I still believe that there's a fire of revival that can still burn our country. I still believe that God can show up and do more in a minute than we can do in a lifetime. And so my prayer is for you guys, God stir us up this morning. God stir up your church. Amen. Stir it up. Amen. Stir it up. The enemy wants to shake us. If I look at pastor and I said, pastor, I want you to shake this. Most likely he would do this. Y'all agree with that? He would shake it. Now, if you're t- for all my note takers, write this down. Shaking occurs on the outside. But stirring occurs on the inside. I said shaking happens on the outside. 
But stirring occurs on the inside. You see, the devil don't want to stir you. He wants to shake you. Now, where are my real people at? Amen. There are times, I don't care how, 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 how blessed and how long you think you've been in this thing, there are times where you just want to feel like your flesh wants to say, I give up. Come on, where are my real people? There are times where life will throw you a curveball, and the truth is you come in with, with, our, with our Christian smile and say, I'm blessed and highly favored, brother. But the truth is, amen, you feel like pulling your hair out. Come on. Amen. But, the, but here's the thing. The devil wants to stir you, wants to shake you. He, he throws things, as a matter of in fact, John 10, 10 says the thief comes not but to kill, steal, and destroy. And how many knows he will do plenty of that if we let him? Amen. He is very good at what he does. Amen. He is. And he will shake us up with fear. He will shake your family up with doubt. Amen. He will shake you up with anxiety. He will shake you up, amen, with, with whatever he can do. He will shake you up. He will get you so discouraged that you just want to throw in the towel. But here's the thing. I wrote my notes. I cannot control what the enemy uses to shake me. But I can control who and what stirs me. I cannot. The enemy might shake me with a bad doctor report, but he can't get on the inside of me. The enemy might shake me with some discouragement and I want to give up, but he can't stir me on the inside. The enemy might shake me with whatever he shakes me with, but I have come from Pikeville, Kentucky to tell you, amen, you might be shaken, amen, by the enemy, and you might feel like giving up, but let somebody get on the inside of you and take the lid off and say, stir me up this morning. Because, amen, once I get stirred, once the inside gets stirred, the outside won't matter. Amen. Once you get in the presence of an almighty God, discouragement's got to go. Once you get stirred on the inside, fear's got to go. Once you get stirred on the inside, amen, anxiety's got to bow. Amen. If it's got a name, it's got to bow because there's still power in the name of Jesus. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, stir it up. Come on. All right, my God, here you go. Amen. And wouldn't it be nice if the shaking times would happen at the opportune time, right before church? You go, I know right now the only time I have a bad day is one hour before church, but it's okay. Amen. Because about 45 minutes from now, we're heading to church, and, and the worship team's going to just sing, and I'm going to get to altar. No. How many, not, how many knows the devil knows exactly when to shake you and how to shake you? As a matter of fact, can I get real with you? He knows what buttons to push for you. Come on. He knows your weakness. He knows what gets you going. Come on, take your halos off today. We've all been there and done that and got the T-shirt. He knows how to shake you. And it would be very nice if he, shake, he shakes us, but he shakes us at the, at the most opportune time. And it would be really nice if Selena uh, and, and the praise team would follow you around 24-7. And you would be in Walmart in aisle three and you get shaken by the enemy. And Selena starts singing, your goodness is running after. No, that would be weird. But there's times, there's times when you are alone. You might be people in your home, but you're still alone. There's times, there's times when, when even though your spouse loves you, they don't know what you're going through, truth is. Your pastor loves you. He may not know what you're going through. There's times when you don't know what to do and you feel like all alone. Well, what do you do then, preacher? I'm glad you asked. David said, I decided to encourage myself in the Lord. There's times... Hmm, 
There's times I go, you know what? I don't know what to do. There's a shaking on the outside of me. And the truth is, right now, it ain't okay. But it might not work. I have no clue what to say, what to do. But I tell you what I am going to do. I'm going to get down on the inside of me and encourage myself. It might start small. It might feel like it's insignificant. It might even start in the flesh. But once I start stirring, amen, right now I feel like giving up. But I start encouraging myself. Amen. It it ain't all there yet. I'm still discouraged, but I'm still stirring. And so I get in the Word, and I begin to stir. And I start reading. I'm blessed and highly favored. Amen. I read that He's the healer. He's the God that healeth thee. I read He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's my provider. And I begin to read. And before you know it, something begins to stir on the inside of me. And I start to say, thank you, Lord. I didn't give up when I wanted to. Because now that I'm stirred, the enemy should have never got me stirred up. This enemy should have took me out while he was shaking me because now that I'm stirred up, amen, I can look at other people that's shaking and say, hey, I once was shaken too. And you might say, how did you make it through? I'm glad you asked. I just got stirred. And once I got stirred, something rose up on the inside of me. And I'm not the same. Amen. So I tell you today, stir it up. Amen. Let's give God praise on a Sunday morning. Amen. There's three things you need for the Whirlpool game. First off is water. It would be very awkward if you and your friends were going around circles in a pool with no water. It would be very awkward. The first thing you need is water. The second thing you need is people. And the third thing you need is keep running. Water. You need water. And I got to thinking about that. There are times where the truth is we feel like we're running on fumes. Can I get an amen from somebody? Right now, I don't feel like my pool is filled. Right now, I feel like I'm running on a tablespoon of water. Who's ever been there before? Right now, I have to dig deep just to find anything in my spiritual pool. But i tell you what I have learned. You might not have much, but stir what you got. The enemy might have got you down, but all you got is a hand raised. Raise your hand. You might, all, all I got is just a tap of my foot. Tap your foot. All I got is an amen. You say amen. You give what you got. Stir up what you have. Because if you're faithful with the small things, God will fill your pool. God will fill it back up. But you got to stir what you have. Amen. And, and so you got to have water. The second thing you got to have is people. I have learned, yes, there are times I got to stir myself up in the Lord. Yes, there are times that, but I can tell you this, it's a whole lot better when you got brothers and sisters stirring with you. That's why when people say, well, I love Jesus, but I don't want to come to church. I'm like, well, as for me and my house, amen, I need people. I need you. You need me. Because there are times when I can't stir myself, amen, and it's, I've been stirred by other people that says, you know what, come on, who's ever had a pity party? Who's ever had a pity party? It's my party. I can cry if I want to. Amen. I, I, I know you're saying I'm blessed. You're throwing all those scriptures at me, but the truth is I'm down. I'm hurt. I'm discouraged. Leave me alone. But listen, sometimes you need your brothers and sisters to speak to that thing on the inside of you and say, right now you need to hear, get stirred up. It's not over until God says it's over. He's still got a work for you to do. Stir it up. Amen. And so one could put a thousand to flop, but two can put ten thousand to flop. And the more people you got in your pool stirring with with you, amen, the more, the, the more waters can be moved and the more impact you can have, amen, in West Virginia, amen. So we need some people. Do you have shakers in your corner or do you have stirrers? Come on. 
Who is stirring you? Or are they shaking you? They, if they're shaking, listen, if they're, if they're shakers and not stirs, love them, be good to them, but you don't have to eat a blizzard with them at Dairy Queen. Come on. You cannot fly like eagles while hanging around with a bunch of turkeys. Amen. I have learned that if they're not sore, if they're not stirring me, Praise you, Jesus. But in my inner circle, I need some stirrers. I need some people that speak in life to me. I need some people that's there when I'm down and out, and I don't want to, and I don't want to continue to do this thing that's stirring me up in my faith. Amen. Paul calls this thing a race. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews 12, 1 and 2 says this. It says, Therefore we are also surrounded by, uh, by such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside the weight... And the sin, which so easily ensnares us. How many knows it will ensnare us? And let us run. Everybody say run. Time out a second. My infomercial. If you see me running, something behind me. I don't run. Okay. Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. In other words, yes, there's times you're shaking. But when you're shaking, what are you looking to? There's people that has left the church. I'm not talking about this church. I'm talking about any church, the general. Because somewhere along the way, the enemy has showed up in their life and shaken them. And they begin to look and listen to the wrong things. Come on. And, 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 and if we're all honest, we've all been probably a little guilty of that ourselves. We get, we get, we get discouraged and we begin to look at all the, uh, the negativity we begin to put our eyes on the problem instead of the problem solver. We begin to look at the we begin to look at all the storms instead of the one who can calm the storm. And we've all been guilty of that. But I have learned this: when we put our eyes on Jesus, when we look unto Jesus, Amen. Because it's all about perspective. Amen. I'm reminded of the people. I'm reminded of the people that uh, 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 went out and spied the land. They said there's there, there's giants in the land. Yes, they was, but there was also big grapes. And it's also big fruit. It's all about perspective. And so what are you looking at? Amen. Uh, the Bible says that this man, uh, this man was like this way for 38 years. Now, now, so he had to change his He was looking at it the wrong way. The first thing I want to look at is the question in verse 3 of cha- John chapter 5. It says in this, let's go, not verse 3, but let's go to where it says, Jesus asked him, he says, do you, verse 6, do you want to be made well? And on the outside, on the paper, it looks like Jesus has been insensitive. Come on, Jesus, you know he wants to be healed. Of course he wants to walk. But that's not why Jesus asked him. Because Jesus knows the answer. But he's wanting to know, are you willing to ask? Come on. Can I preach the truth anyway? There there is power in your asking. When was the last time that you laid it all out before Jesus? Can I just get real in the house? When was the last time that you say, Lord, right now it ain't okay, but, I'm, I'm, I, but your goodness is running after me, and I'm going to lay it at the altar today, and I'm just going to give it all to you. God is not afraid of your bold prayers. Bold prayers honors God. He's not afraid when you ask him to part a Red Sea. He's not afraid when you ask him, amen, to do, to do miraculous things. How many knows he is still a miracle-working God? Amen. Amen. We, 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 may, may our stirring lead to our asking. Mm. Let me say that again. May our stirring lead to our asking. Well, prove that, preacher. Amen. Glad. Okay. The Bible says the, uh, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. He longs to hear our prayers. Amen. He knows the answer. He knows he wanted to be made well, but he wanted to make sure that he was willing to ask. Amen. There is power in our asking. The second thing I want to look at is this. 
the man was waiting for the perfect conditions. Well, I'll start being obedient. Who's ever asked God for a sign before? Come on, real people. Don't, you don't have to put your hand up if you don't want to, but come on. I bet you some of us have. Lord, I know it's you if Pastor Mick gets up there and preaches from John 3.16 while juggling chainsaws. If that happens, I know it's you. First off, I'm watching that live feed. How many knows the devil will never let it be perfect conditions? If you're waiting for perfect conditions, can I just preach the truth? You're going to keep waiting. There'll never be a per. Oh, here you go. He did not pay me to say this. I'll tithe when I get everything in order. Every, you'll, never, you'll never tithe. You've got to step out on faith. I'll, 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 I'll do this when, when this and this, waiting for the perfect conditions. I'm reminded of the blind beggar. He cried out to Jesus, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that, that the people around him said, be quiet, leave him alone. But I love what it said. He cried out even the more. In other words, this, it ain't the perfect conditions. They're trying to silence me, but I don't care. I just go, I got to get to Jesus. Amen. I'm reminded of the woman with the issue of blood. She said, if I could just touch the hem of his garment. Amen. And she had to wade through people and wade through the crowd, but she got through all the things that were standing between her and Jesus. It was not the perfect. There are only two times to praise Jesus when you feel like it and when you don't feel like it. Come on, because he is always worthy. And so she said, I will get through through the crowd. I will wade through people's opinions. I will wade through it. The blind beggar said, you can tell me to be quiet all you want to. If it was you blind, you'd be yelling too. Amen. So that's why I am not uh, I am not critical of other people's praise. Amen. Why are they praising like that? You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what change God's brought them from. You don't know what God's brought them from. Amen. Come on. If that was you blind, you'd cry out too. If that was you lame for 38 years, you'd cry out too. Amen. Amen. The third thing I want to look at is this. The water. In his mind, pool, e- pool water equals presence. Pool water equals my healing. If I can just get in that water, if I can just get in that water, then I know I'll get healed. The problem is, yes, water was what he needed but he was focused on the wrong water. John 4, let's go to John four fourteen. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, let me say that again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give, this is Jesus speaking, will never thirst again. But the water I give him will become a fountain of water springing up unto everlasting life. Amen. Jesus showed up and goes, yeah, you need water. You've been focusing on the wrong thing. When you focus on this water, amen, when you focus on me, amen, instead of focusing on man's opinion and focusing on all the other things, focus on me. Jesus said, when you, when you drink of this water, you'll never thirst again. And what I love about that is this, amen, for 38 years, he couldn't get to the water. But when Jesus showed up, he brought the water to him. When Jesus showed up, he said, I know you can't get to that. I'll bring that to you. I'll bring the water 
to you. And that is a beautiful picture. It took him 38 years. I got saved when I was 15. So I was the, he was 38 years. I was 15 years. For 15 years trying to do it on my own. For 15 years trying to, trying to fix everything. I was bitter at church. All I saw was the bad and the ugly of church. Come on. But how many knows when you get a hold of the real Jesus? Amen. You start loving church and you're loving people. And so I was bitter. But for 15 years, I was the man. Amen. Just trying to fix everything. But Jesus says, I see you can't get in the water. I'll bring the water to you. And matter of fact, this is a beautiful picture of the gospel. Uh, of the, gospel. the Bible says that those that was around that pool was lame, they was blind, they was paralyzed, they was hurt, there was broken people. None of them had it together. And the Bible says that that's when Jesus shows up. You know what? That's exactly the way the house of God should be. Amen. We, we shouldn't be like, well, you can come in here as long as you look like me, smell like me, dress like me, and act like me. Amen. That ain't church. Church should be, I see you're broken. I'm one beggar telling another beggar where I found the bread. Amen. I'm not going to kick you while you're down. I'm going to give you a hand up. Because if he saved me, he can save you. If he delivered me, he can deliver you. If he set me free, he can set you free. Because he's no respecter of persons. A matter of fact, the Bible says the name of this place was Bethsaida. Mm. Does anybody know what Bethsaida means? I had to look it up too. House of mercy. I don't know about you, but that's a beautiful picture of church. I come to ch- come, I came to the fountain of life, but I found mercy. I came to the fountain of life, but I found grace and mercy. Are you thankful, thankful you found his mercy? Amen. When you've got to his come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise. Mm. Amen. Stir it up. Where's everybody? Do I have any people in the house between the eight? I'm 44, by the way. Do I have anybody between the ages of 35 and 50? Can you raise your hand? Awesome. You all lived in the greatest time in human history. Me too. For one reason. Wrestling. You had Brutus the Barber Beefcake. You had Ultimate Warrior. Ric Flair. Let me try that again. Rip flyer. I mean, come on. It was wrestling. I love wrestling. But still, somebody told me something so unpure and unholy that wrestling was fake. Uh, wrestling ain't fake. You're fake. My grandfather loved wrestling so much. I'm not, I'm not joking. He thought it was real and would request prayer sometimes for people. I'm not joking at all. But I remember 1980s, early 90s, Hulkamania. Who remembers that? You know, Hulkamania. What I loved about Hulk Hogan was this. He would be down on the ground. He would be out. And my grandfather would be like, he's dead. Somebody, somebody pick him up. But there would be something on the inside of Hulk that would do this. Then his hand would do this. Then his arm would do this. And he'd go, oh, there's life in him. Then he would raise up and his whole body would be shaking. Then he would get up and, and, and whoop the bad guy. Well, what's that got to do with church? We need a spirit of Hulk Hogan in the church. Come on. Listen, you got me shaking, but I got a finger. I still got a hand. I got, I'm rising up, devil. You had me down, devil, but you should have took me out while you had a chance. Because now that I'm on my feet, and now that I'm on my feet, and now that I'm stirred up, I tell you what I'm going to do. Amen. Come on. He is a defeated foe. Come on. The devil is a defeated foe. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Yeah. Praise you, Jesus. Spirit of Hulk Hogan in this place. Amen. One of the things about stirring things, a lot of things, times you stir things. Because it's set for a long time. And the stuff that you liked was once mixed and well taken care of is now sitting at the bottom. Hear this. And it's settling. I know we need revival, but I'll settle just for Ho-Hum Church. I know I should pray, but I'll settle for a little. Thank you, Jesus. Good night. I know I should read my Bible more, but I'll settle for that one verse on my Bible app that what are you settling for but here's the good thing about the stirring it don't matter how long it's been at the bottom when you begin to stir things that which you thought was dead that marriage you've given up on that relationship you've given up on those broken kids you've been given up on and settling for those people in your life that needs Jesus you thought well there's no hope anymore I've come to tell you from Pipeville, Kentucky, begin to stir the prayers in your life again. Begin to stir up the anointing in your life again. And let dead dreams come back up again. Let dead ministries rise back up again. Let dead things, let dead, let dead things come back up. Listen, as long as there's breath in your body, there's still hope. And it's time for us to stir them up again. Amen. Jesus is coming back soon. And I want to take everybody at Cam with me. It is no time for us to play church anymore. It's time for us to stir it up again. The world is looking for something real and let them find it in the house of God. Let us come in and get stirred up in the name of Jesus. Amen. Yes. Yes. Stir it up. Can we stand all over the house if you will? I feel like giving a two-part altar call. You're here today, and first off, and you don't know Jesus as your Savior. Today could be your day to say, you know what, I surrender. I know Pastor Mick will say the same thing. I don't mean you're coming to a church or denomination. Come to Jesus. He's the one that He's the only one that can save you, set you free. And if you're waiting for the perfect conditions to get saved, you will keep waiting. The devil will lie to you right there in your seat and say, well, this, well, that. you got to get everything cleaned up. No, you don't. He says, come unto me. Then I, I will give you rest. He said, cast your cares upon me, for I care. When you cast something, if I throw something at you, it's out of my hands to you. You're casting it, letting go of it. And that's what you got to do with Jesus. If once it's, as long as it's in my hands, I can't fix this. But I'm going to cast it up on you. Then Jesus says, once it's on me, I'll take it. His shoulders is big enough to save, heal, deliver, and set free even the biggest of sinners. Who believes that this morning? If you're here this morning, then you're not where you should be with Jesus. As they sing here in a second, this is your altar call. But secondly, man, I just got to mind the Lord. It's okay with Pastor Mick. 
I feel like there's some saints of God here to hear this. You're saved. You're on your way to heaven. Praise you, Jesus. But the truth is, the enemy has got you to settle for some things. There are some things that need to be stirred back up in your life. You don't have that joy like you used to have. You don't have the shout that you used to have. And you need to be stirred again. The good thing about the Whirlpool game is this. Man, when we start, when we locked arms, begin to go around circles, we can do more together. And if you're here today and you, and you need stirred again, I'm going to ask you if it's okay to come up front. We want to pray for you. And if you're here today and you are stirred, great, hallelujah. Let's play a game. Let's call it stir the other person. Come on. Let's say, listen, I see that you need stirred. Next week, it might be me. So I'm not going to sit back and go, well, bless them. Well, what's wrong with it? No, don't matter. Next week, you might be the very person that the enemy's attacking, that's been shaken, that you need to be stirred up. So if we're stirred, stir somebody else up. We're blessed to be a blessing. Amen? So if you're not where you should be with Jesus, come on down. If, or if you just need a fresh stirring of the Spirit, come on down and we want to pray for you as they sing. Amen. All over the house. Come on. And all my life you have been faithful. And all my life you have been so, so your voice all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so so good with every breath that I am able I will sing of the goodness of God. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. With my life laid down, I surrender now. I give you everything. Your goodness is running after, it's running after me. Your goodness is running, your goodness is running after. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com slash folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com slash prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you would like to support this ministry, you can go to our website 
folwc.com and click give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day and God bless you all.